The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. In the National Hockey League, we all felt so lucky to be in the NHL and to be part of, of the history of the league and and to have a player like Dale Howarchuk, who's in the Hall of Fame, was, uh, you know, made it even more special. In that rookie year, he would do things, and and I think I was already had four or five years of professional hockey, and uh, at the time, and and I would just think to myself, wow, how did he do that, and how come I haven't learned that? That's a pretty cool move. This was his home for a long stretch, and and long after he left. So you had this bona fide superstar whose persona just kind of fit, you know, with what we are about here in this city and province. Dale's struggles here are over, but he's going to make a bunch of other people feel just as special and just as happy on the other side. I, no one is going to convince me that that is not true. That would be my message to people, as bad as it seems at certain times. That can change, and you can change that with doing the right things and having the right attitude. Dale Howardchuck from an interview with our friend and colleague from the start, Greg Mackling with Richard and Julie now on 680 CJOB and the voices of Kelly Moore, Mark Chipman, Morris Lukowicz, and Bob Irving. And uh, this is a day where at 57, Greg, this is way too young. Um, trying to keep it together here, Rich. I'm uh, I'm devastated by this news. I grew up with Dale Howardchuck, just like you did, and so many of us in Winnipeg of a certain age. I was 12 the day that Dale signed his contract with the Jets at Portage in Maine. I was there with my younger brother Kevin. It's a day that I'll I'll never forget. And it was the beginning, really, of the Jets in the NHL because they'd had those two horrible seasons to kick things off. But, of course, drafting Dave Babich and then Howarchuk first overall in 81 turned them into a contender right away. They had the largest, to that point, turnaround in the history of the NHL from their 80-81 season to 81-82 when they made it to the playoffs. Howarchuk won the Calder Trophy and the love affair with uh, the player and the man really began. Dale, a Hall of Famer, a member of our community, and he was also coach of the Barry Colts. And that team's president and owner joins us now on 680 CJOB. Howie Campbell, our deepest condolences to your friend and colleague. Yeah, we... um we lost a good guy today there's no doubt about it so the world is uh you know missing him already and uh you know but for him from what he was going through and everything else it's very easy to say that he's probably in a better place he was in a lot of pain how did you guys meet um i met dale through playing in the old timers hockey games that traveled around the country many years ago and when he came through barry um you know he would always be at the games and Back many years ago, I used to play in the games, and I got to know him and say hello and talk. And then I heard that uh, he was coaching a junior A team in Orangeville, which wasn't too far from Barry. And I just couldn't comprehend how somebody of his caliber was coaching in the league below us. That, and realizing very quickly that he just loved coaching the kids, and it was close to home, and that team was in a little bit of duress. And he thought he would reach out and help them. And, and he wanted to see if he liked coaching, so he thought it was a great spot for him to start. And 
that's where he was when I first met him. And then I realized that, hey, maybe somewhere down the road, I just tucked it in the back of my mind that there might be a fit that he might want to step up a league. And Barry not being too far from where he was in Orangeville, uh, when one of my coaches left us a couple years later, I approached him and it was the perfect fit for both of us. And that was about 11 years ago. Howie, few communities, I think, can feel the pain that, that Winnipeg is feeling, but certainly Barry can, and, and teams like the like the Barry Colts and, of course, uh, the Winnipeg Jets. And I think that's probably what's, what's drawing us together today, and as you say, that, that his pain is, is now ended. But we also heard today, as Mark Chip, Chipman spoke so eloquently, about the impact that Dale had on those young Barry Colts that are now finding themselves in the NHL and one of course being Mark Shifley and we all know what Mark Shifley is doing in this league so talk a bit about about Dale's impact on on your young players and then seeing them rise through the ranks and be the stars that they are yeah well we we got you want a really great story we got really lucky with Mark Shifley he was a kind of a throw-in last minute on a trade Mark was uh Mark was headed to Cornell to go to school and his mother was kind of adamant that that's the way he should go. And uh, he was a uh, property of the Saginaw spirit and the Saginaw spirit needed a goalie. And we'd been holding out all summer trying to get a deal done with him. And at the last minute, just before training camp, we couldn't you know, come to terms on the proper amount of picks and everything else. So it got kind of heated between the owner down there and myself. And I said, okay, well, you know, if you're not going to give me the picks you want, throw Shifley in and, I know he's not coming, but if you throw him in, we'll take our chances and see if we can get him. And it was like a week before the camp started. And uh, sure as uh, hell, uh, we got him and we got the deal done. And then it was a matter of selling it to Mark that, you know, Barry's a pretty good place for him. So Dale, I remember, and uh, Jason Ford, our GM at the time, went to visit Mark at home and tell him that we'd successfully gotten his rights and would he please consider coming to Barry. And, you know, I think Mark and Dale kind of connected right there because, you know, Mark was a centerman, and who better to teach the young boy how to play the position and everything that he needed to learn than Dale Howardchuck. So I think that fact that Dale impressed Mark was the reason that he came, and two days into our training camp, much to our surprise, Mark came walking in, which was a, a turning point for our franchise as well. And uh, Dale and Mark hit it off, and, of course, Mark became uh, you know one of the superstars in our league, and we almost won a championship with him too. And then, of course, Mark Scheifele goes on to become the very first ever draft choice of the Winnipeg Jets. And I'm sure, well, legend has it that Dale Howarchuk was in the ear of the Winnipeg Jets, Howie. There's another Winnipeg Jet who has a connection to the Barry Colts, played for the Colts, Brian Little. And um, he actually wore number 10 in Atlanta, switched his number to 18 when he came to Winnipeg. The connections yeah. are indelible, aren't they? Yeah, it just, uh, you know, it keeps going on. You've had a number of great kids come through there that have, you know, started with us. You know, you had Burmistroff and and uh, Brendan Lemieux and uh, a bunch of kids that have come through there. So, you know, the Winnipeg Colts, we call you guys. So it's been a good good process for us to send kids to, and it's been a great experience. And the kids that have all come through, you know, Brian Little was, you know, our captain and the guy that took us to the finals, too, one year. And a great hockey player, and as you know, you've seen him play yourself. He's been with that franchise now pretty much his whole career. So, and he loves it there. We retired his jersey this year. He was the first Colt uh, jersey to ever retire. Number eighteen hangs in our arena now, in tribute to uh, Brian because he's such a great kid and it was a great part of our community for many years. 
Yeah, and Brian's a great part of uh, the Winnipeg community, as was Dale. And uh, another urban legend, Howie, is that Dale Howarchuk had a swimming pool with the Winnipeg Jets logo on the bottom of it. And John Ferguson, the man who drafted him first overall back in 1981, used to talk about, uh, you know, bleeding colors, your team colors, and having a logo that team tattooed on your on your backside is there any doubt that if dale howarchuk any had any tattoos it might include a winnipeg jet logo well i can tell you this the more i got to know dale we started off as uh you know co-workers we became best friends and the relationship now with uh, him and his family is uh, very dear to me i spent a lot of time with dale in the last two to three days as a matter of fact he called me this morning uh, just before he passed, and it was a very emotional call. But uh, I can tell you, Dale has the fondest, fondest of memories and speaks very highly of all the years that he was able to play in Winnipeg. He loves going back there. He was happy to be invited to everything that you did to recognize him and the part that he played in the franchise. And I would think it'd be very safe to say that, uh, you know, he took a lot of Winnipeg with him. Um, with him today when he left us. I'm sure it has for sure been a deep spot in his heart. And of course, he married a beautiful girl from there, so I'm sure that you all know that he has a special spot in his heart for the city. Well, Howie, um, our deepest condolences on the loss of your friend to your organization uh, and, of course, to the young men that he mentored and that will no doubt be missing him um, behind the bench when they play. We appreciate your time and for joining us tonight and, and remembering Dale. Thank you, and all the best to you all. And and uh, like I said, he's in a better spot, and we should all be happy that uh, you know we all got to know him and spend a lot of time with him and uh, remember him fondly. Howie Campbell is president and owner of the Barry Colts. Richard and Julie with you on 680 CJOB and Greg Mackling. And Greg, you spent some time uh, a little bit earlier this year with Dale Howarchuk in a very emotional interview on the start. Yeah, you know, um, for as outgoing Dale Howarchuk could be, I think the perception here in Winnipeg was that he was he was that quiet superstar and he was uh, he was private but also giving of his time when you asked for an autograph or a little bit of a chit-chat and was lucky enough to, to visit with him several times over the years on CJOB. But April 22nd, we had him on the air after his final treatment for stomach cancer, and he was in a really good place. He even got political. He talked about a, a bunch of different things. Of course, we were in the midst of this pandemic. He had some views that he shared with us, and it was actually the most animated, Richard, Julie, that I'd, I'd heard him ever speak about things outside of hockey and it was just such an incredible gift not only to watch him play for nine seasons as a jet but to get to know him just a tiny little bit over the years uh, in the capacity uh, that I now find myself in it's uh, it was always a pinch me moment whenever I got to speak to, to Dale Howardchuck and I know lots of fans out there who uh, had pinch me moments to just if they got an autograph or just an opportunity to say hi to number 10. He was uh, a very, very special person in this community. It might require a change from people on how, you know, they live life at one time. I think sometimes we've uh, we've got so immersed in, you know, the almighty buck that we'll, we'll, we'll go anywhere to do it, you know, and I think... Uh, the globalization of things is going to change a little bit here and uh, 
because there's you know there's things happening in the world that you know we don't know about we can't control and the next thing you know they're they're right on your doorstep or you're on their doorstep and and uh, you know here we are i mean it's amazing how you know what was happening in china in january and nobody in in north america really had anything to say about it until got here in march you know there was no there should have been you know more panic in the in in the times before i mean the americans were worried about impeaching trump we were we were worried about uh, pipelines and people on railway tracks and uh next thing you know now we got a pandemic here and and nobody nobody even threw out a big warning like that's just people too caught up in their own world like you know i think we got to get to a point where hey we can do enough in canada i don't even know why alberta alberta's got so much oil just just supply our whole country if i had to pay a few more bucks at the gas station i'd be fine with that you know if that's going to help alberta you know and same thing with our food industry like you know we're bringing food from all over the world like why don't we build the biggest greenhouses in some of these geographical areas across our, our country and uh, create a million jobs and uh, we'll have our own food i think that's what the future is telling us and i just hope that if we get a vaccine or we get you know a miracle cure that mankind doesn't go back to the way it was i mean changes have to be made dale howard chuck passing away today at age 57 the news on cjob with richard cluche and julie buckingham